whether you're watching, listening or reading this, welcome back to the Rumpreneur vlog where we are on a mission to raise £1 million for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the planet. It's a staggering 40,075 kilometres. It's going to take somewhere in the region of 10 to 15 years depending on how many miles I cover each week. I'm even going to do it barefoot style and there'll be a few world record attempts thrown into the mix for good measure. So those of you who are regular listeners will know that I, just, I vlog about all things entrepreneurship and running and it is a very very windy day today. Super gusty out here today. Not the best running conditions I've experienced but hopefully you can still hear the audio. And it is Sunday run day today where we discuss all things running exercise based. And today's topic is the hunger scale. So as always if you like this episode give it a like and a subscribe and let's get started. So the hunger scale. Now it's not directly linked to running. I know it's Sunday run day but it's nutritious, it's about diet and 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 consumpt food consumption which has such an impact on your ability to exercise and perform so uh, which is why I'm covering it today and this is one that I struggle with you wouldn't believe it but I struggle with it probably more than many and it's it's ultimately listening to your body I mean the problem that most of us have or those of us who eat more than we should the, the big normally, normally the big problem is is that we eat through habit it's like or we eat through boredom I think it's been more so apparent during the the, the lockdown that we've lockdown number three I think it's more apparent in the lockdown the people have been so bored with nothing to do that the number of people I know that have kind of would openly admit that they've eaten their way through lockdown I mean they've put on weight they've not done enough exercise but they've eaten more the reason they've eaten more is because they're stuck at home with nothing to do and it's a it's like a comfort isn't it to kind of make you feel better you eat something you know, I do for certain if I if I've had a bad day or or something and so a lot of people resort to, to alcohol to kind of chill themselves and make them feel better I'll often just eat a load of rubbish food and I know it's like punishing myself but it kind of makes you feel a bit dirty but but kind of satisfied in a dirty way if that makes sense and it's a it's a good way to kind of you know almost relieve those pressures but that's kind of what I do I mean other people just eat and eat and eat and for the sake of eating and not know when they're full not know when they need to stop and it does have a an ongoing impact on their their kind of health because they start putting on weight so just a little bit of a higher level here we all know that diets uh, you know to lose weight it's really really simple no matter what diet you go on it's calories in intake of calories versus kind of output of calories so how many calories have you consumed versus how many have you burned and there's varying different um, statistics about how many calories you should intake for a male and female some people say 2,000 for a male 1,500 for a female it's very very relevant to your body mass your size your weight 
all those sorts of things. So you can't put an exact figure on it, but it, generally speaking, you need to understand that there is a variance. But as a general rule, if you eat under 2,000 calories as a man, or you eat 1,500 or less as a female, you, you, you should maintain your, your level of, of weight. If you do a lot of exercise on top of that, and you burn a load of extra calories, then it's almost like consuming, say you burn 500 calories, it's like consuming a thousand when you take the net result that your calories are burned against your calories consumed, it means that you're only positive 1,000 calories for that day. So it means you lose weight. And vice versa, if you, if you ate or consumed 2,500 calories and did nothing in terms of exercise, then you're going to be sitting at a deficit of, 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 of uh, 500 calories, which means you'll put on weight. So that's the kind of understanding. And the problem people have is with calorie consumption is the biggest issue here is your mind, it has, there's a lag between what your stomach says and what your mind tells you. Okay, so what, the reason reason people eat, 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 eat is because there's a 20 minute period whereby your, your belly, you know, the, the message that you're full, it can often take 20 minutes for your mind to process that you're full to tell you to stop eating. Okay, so if you just wait until you feel too full, you're too full and 20 minutes later, you'll be way too full because you've overeaten because there's that lag. People don't realize this, it takes 20 minutes. So when you eat something, if you eat a snack, don't eat two, three, four snacks in one go. Eat one snack, wait 20 minutes. And if you're still hungry after 20 minutes, then have another one. So that's a really quick and easy way to kind of determine this. And the thing that we refer to here is the hunger scale. Okay, I'm no nutritionist, but I've done a bit of reading on this. There's loads of people who talk about different hunger scales. Um, but if you work on a scale of, of, of one to 10, one being that you're almost dying of starvation and 10 being that you're, I mean, the example they give is in the US, it's a, uh, Thanksgiving full, so you've eaten so much, you just cut your comatose, basically you can't move, you've eaten so much. And then you drop down the scale or up the scale, depending on where you are. But really you want to stay between three and six. Okay, now six is that you, you feel comfortable and fulfilled. Okay, so that's, you're, you're full, but you don't feel completely full, but you feel comfortable. At that point, you stop eating, okay? Because 20 minutes later, it's highly likely you'll feel completely full and, and, uh, and fulfilled in terms of you, you won't have any more need to keep consuming. If you kept on eating, then 20 minutes later you'd feel uncomfortably full, which is kind of seven and eight, into, into, you know, into excessively full, which is kind of nine. So understanding the 20 minute lag is so, so important to this. And at the same time, you know, one and two is, one is you're dying of starvation, two is that you're, you're so uncomfortably hungry. I mean, you're, you're, your stomach's rumbling constantly. And number three is that you're, yeah, you're just hungry. You just feel that you should, you know, you're hungry now, you need to eat. But it's not an uncomfortable feeling. And that's when you eat. You don't eat when you're, because the problem is if you eat when you're at the really low end of the spectrum, you'll kind of be so hungry and you'll just be dreaming about probably the worst foods possible. And you're more highly likely to eat bad food in that level, in that mindset, because you're so hungry. If you're just hungry, you know, the thought of something healthy will often be as fulfilling as something unhealthy. Whereas if you're too hungry, you always kind of go for the, um, 
for the um, unhealthy options. But that's, that's, that's scientific evidence proves this, and it's, uh, it's something that, that I experience as well. So, um, so the aim of the game here is to stay between three and six. Okay, so you start eating at three, you stop eating at six. If you do that and you appreciate the 20 minute lag that it takes your, your stomach to, to kind of digest food and tell your mind how full you really are, then it's a great way of getting back onto a decent eating habit. And it's easier said than done. I mean, just last night alone, I, uh, I mean, we went Easter egg shopping, okay, for, for the kids and stuff. And, uh, and we bought a few snacks. It's a, it's a Saturday night, so bought a few snacks. I, I don't drink a lot at all, so normally I'll, I'll obviously binge the odd unhealthy snack from time. But my wife, bless her, she bought a couple of packs of these bake, you know, baked on the superstore type premises cookies and they're horrendously bad for you so the pack of eight I think <laughs> the kids <laughs> my wife ate one each and uh and I stayed up and watched the the boxing last night and uh it was the the white Povet Povetken I think that's how you pronounce his name uh fight so I watched that on the on pay-per-view and um I I ate all four of the rest the rest of them okay so four of them that's a whole pack that's so excessive probably somewhere in the region of a thousand calories in snacks there and the worst thing is is I justify things to myself because I'm on this crazy challenge of running every day and even if you run a 5k it can be anything from kind of 350 to 500 calories depending on conditions and and how hard you work etc and uh, so I'm all I'm always burning calories every day so I use that as an excuse sometimes but yesterday I did just over 10k so somewhere between 750 and a thousand calorie burn I would say that I experienced yesterday by snack you know thousands calorie snack in the evening which is just if I wasn't running I would be I'd be I'd be significantly overweight with that with that kind of habit now I don't do it all the time but I'm just saying that one of those snacks would have been sufficient but I ate them in straight after one another I didn't give my body enough time and then 20 minutes later I'm feeling a bit sick because my body's there, my stomach's telling my mind you've eaten way too much you've eaten too much of the bad food and your mind's now telling you oh I don't feel the best okay as a result I didn't have the best night's sleep has a knock-on effect so it all comes down to understanding that 20 second lag understanding the hunger scale and really being consciously aware of how hungry you are and just tell yourself right at the moment I haven't eaten breakfast but I ate so much last night I'm not even at three I'm not even a I'm probably at level four at the moment, so I'm, I'm not, I still feel satisfied, maybe even level five. So I feel full still. I don't feel the need to eat this morning. So it's, uh, but I'm consciously aware of that. Whereas if I wasn't, I'd go home and think, oh, it's morning, I'm gonna eat anyway. And, uh, and that's, it's, it's eating for the sake of eating rather than eating when you're listening to your body to eat and stopping to give your body enough time to process the food to tell you when you're full rather than just eating and eating and eating until you eventually feel full which means you're way too full because 20 seconds later you'll feel even fuller when the rest of the body the rest of the food that's in your system is digested and it'll be uncomfortably full so uh look i'm no nutritionist here but i, I listen to and read a lot of stuff on this and um it's something that i'm working on hard i was really good at it a few months back and i was really good but as soon as you <laughs> slip into that bad habit and it's the you know the process of habits again 
you know, you get into a habit and everybody talks about reinforcing good habits, but you've got to break the bad ones. And uh, I'm fully aware of this. So I'm now conditioning myself every day to think about this so that when I would normally sit down and think oh, I'm going to eat a snack, or which normally the cue is, is my wife will regularly just go and get a snack. But she can have one and stop. But that is the cue that often gets me to go, yeah, I'll go get a snack and I'll get a pack of snacks and I'll sit there and just munch my way through them all. And it's, um, it's working out how can I overcome that cue. So I'm trying to use my wife's cue to, to, to replace it with something. So I, whereas it was before just a pack of, of unhealthy snacks, now it's, or multi-pack of unhealthy snacks, it's now like sushi or, or something, fruit, you know, something that I kind of condition. But the problem I have is that, again, I go to cupboards in the house and I know what's in there. I see it and that's the cue for me to grab it. So it's almost like getting her to hide <laughs> these cues, which make it, which means I can, I can act in an appropriate manner rather than a, an unhealthy and inappropriate manner. So anyway, really waffly informal topic today, but hopefully this will resonate with many of you. I know a lot of people have struggled with this and uh, this is how I'm dealing with it. I also consume a gallon of water a day, so that helps as well because I wash it through my system a lot quicker. Um, you know, water consumption is super important. If you get that right, it can help improve your metabolism and, and, and keep your digestive system in a, a faster state or a more efficient state. So consumption of water is, a, is another good way to kind of help with this. And also, you, by drinking so much water, you, you feel fuller rather than needing to go for additional food. But um, that's pretty much it for me today. So for summarising this episode, I would say that understand the 20 minute lag between your stomach and your mind. Okay, understand that. If you understand that, everything else becomes easier, especially when st stopping eating anyway. This will stop you overeating. But the other thing to do is understand the hunger scale of when to start eating and when to stop eating. If you do that, then it'll make a huge difference to, to yourself. The third one is, is understanding the bad habits, understanding the cues and the cravings that come with them and how you can override them. Uh, really, really important to kind of understand that too. So, hope that's useful. As always, if you've got any questions on this stuff, drop me a comment, I'll respond to every one. If there's a bigger question, I'll do a separate vlog episode and tag you in. As always, check out the links in my bios. You can watch, listen and read these episodes and also keep up to date with my challenge of raising one million pounds for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days, one, the distance of one lap around the world. Truly epic challenge, but such a worthwhile one that's so close to my heart. So do keep posted on the challenge updates. Um, and all I have to say is that the run for vlog, the content I talk about, was always geared around helping people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise, or in my case running, as a release mechanism to relieve those daily weekly pressures in the form of stress, clear your head, process what's going on, get clarity of where you are and refocus and move on. If you don't have this process in place, then those, those pressures in the form of stress will evolve to overwhelm. Overwhelm's when you've got too much going on and you almost have a seizure or you freeze. Too much going on, you start procrastinating. And uh, when you get to that stage, it gets worse and worse and it turns to panic and anxiety attacks. And then you're into the realms of mental health challenges, which clearly want to avoid. Now, there's no coincidence that in the past 
10 months of doing this running block, which is my release mechanism, I've made more progress in my life in all areas than I have in the previous four years. There's no coincidence that this, this, this stuff works. This stuff really works. Hopefully there's enough social proof there. Because before that, I've been in situations where I've been in that position of anxiety and panic and I've lost businesses because of it, I've lost business partners and I've almost been bankrupt because of it. And it's, it's a horrible, horrible position to be in. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. And I always said that, that if, this, if I could help just one person or one business through my experiences in this blog, it's been a million percent worthwhile. So my pledge to you is that if you are struggling with this, drop me a message, okay? There's no catch here. I'm not selling you anything. Everything I do with the blog is all charitable and value giving. So drop me a message, we'll jump on a quick call, and I know that some of the hints and tips I'll give you are transferable to your life, and I know they'll make a huge positive difference in, in your life. I'm just going past some people. Hi, yeah. So um, help is always available. It doesn't cost anything, contrary to what many believe, and it just takes the courage to ask. And uh, it's often easier asking somebody who's a stranger than perhaps somebody who's nearest and dearest. So help is there, you just have to ask and we can get you back on that right path to success. So that's it for me today, as always. If you liked this episode, give it a like, comment and a subscribe. Check out links in my bios to check to it whether you want to listen, watch or read this content. And it's all catalogued nice and neatly by playlist. So you should be able to find related content nice and easily. And I'll leave you as always with stay positive, stay happy. And I'll see you tomorrow.